What's up, everybody? Welcome to Wednesday's show. Morning, studio. Morning. Today is Dolly Parton's birthday. She turned 76 years old today. So happy birthday to Dolly. I have a list here of things we've learned about her through the interviews that we've done with her, which I think is pretty fun. Mm. Yeah. So Dolly Parton told the story about how they asked her if they could use I Will Always Love You for the movie The Bodyguard. She said yes, but then... She heard nothing about it. So they contacted me about using it. I said, absolutely. So I sent it, and I hadn't heard anything more about it until I heard it going driving from my office to my house in Brentwood. I just heard Whitney saying, if I did the acapella part, and it, was just, it wasn't ringing true. I thought, well, that's weird. And it was only when she went into the course of it that I will always love you, that I realized what I was listening to, and it was so overwhelming, I almost wrecked. And I have to honestly say that is one of the biggest thrills and one of the, <laughs> the most overwhelming feelings I've ever had about anything in my life. I also remember talking to her, and the big debate was, do we see her driving around here? And the answer was yes, mm-hmm. <laughs> because that led into, what kind of car do you drive? What color? And she was like, green or whatever. And then we're like, oh, that's you driving around. <laughs> so that also led to that. She also told us how she wrote Jolene, and I Will Always Love You on the same day. You wrote the song. Mm-hmm. How long ago? In 1972, I think I wrote it. So At the same time I wrote Jolene, that was a good writing day. What do you, the same, <laughs> you wrote this for the same I, day? Yeah, I believe so. It was right in that writing period of time because I remember all my paperwork and like they came out pretty close, you know, at the same time. So everybody said, boy, you, what was you taking? That was a good, <laughs> that was a good writing day. At number three, she told us she doesn't like to fly, so she likes to travel by bus as much as possible. I don't like to fly. I don't like it for different reasons. I don't. I, I get motion sickness. I don't like that helpless feeling that I can't get out if I want to. And so I travel by my bus when I can. And when I do fly, we usually fly private jet. It's really hard doing commercial anymore just because it's so such a zoo, you know, anyway. <laughs> but um, I just take my bus anytime I can. At number four, Dolly told us she'll write songs everywhere, and sometimes they come to her while she's dreaming. When I'm putting on my makeup, I've always got a pad and pencil because i always got something going on. I'm always writing. If I'm taking a bath, i always got either a little tape recorder or something where I don't want to forget that line. If I'm cooking, I've got, you know, I just write songs everywhere. And when I travel, I write a lot on my bus. And so when I have time, uh, and I'll sometimes dream a song. Really? I wake up and say, you better write it down because I used to think I'd remember but you don't, so it's best to do, you know, to write it then. And finally, Dolly revealed to us what she has on her tour rider. Well, usually I live on my bus, uh, and I just pull right up to the, you know, to the bus door. So most of my things are already in. But usually, I they usually just stop. I just need water, and I or like fruit, like a fruit plate, like cheese and fruit. But that's more for people that come in and out for myself. I just have mostly what I want on my bus anyway. There you go. Happy birthday, Dolly. 76 years old today. Love when she's on the show. She's just amazing. All right, good morning, everybody. And now here's the song. You send an email and we read it on the air. It's something we call Bobby's Mailbag. Yeah. Hello, Bobby Bones. So I was wondering if you guys could help me answer a question. I recently told my friends about a guy who I thought was very handsome and how I was very interested in him. I met him at a church event, and he went out of his way to say hi to me. 
He only gave church greeting. He only shook my hand. We did not exchange names. The next day, he added me on Facebook and followed me on Instagram. I was actually flattered because I thought it showed his interest in me, but my friends told me, those are creepers. Got to watch out for those. Do you think he's a creeper? I don't think so, but my friends certainly made me feel like he is now. I assumed he might have heard my name somewhere or asked someone else for it, so I didn't think it was weird. What are your thoughts? Signed, Anonymous. Well, first of all, he's way aggressive at the social media thing. You can't go on. Before you even just add, you have to send a message. Let's just say he sent a message on Instagram. I was like, hey, Anonymous, I met you at church yesterday. I asked so-and-so who you were, and I got your name. Hope that's okay. I sent you a message. Like that's, Even if he is a creeper, that's the first step to not seeming like a creeper. Just adding quickly, that's a bit, that's a bit aggressive. Okay. Because you only add people as friends that you know at least a little bit. Mm-hmm. You, know, you, know, you guys don't know each other. I wouldn't say it's creeper, but it's definitely the flag is halfway. The, the creeper flag's at half mast. <laughs> because you would want him to have the foresight to come off as not creepy? As normal. And normal yeah. people just don't go, oh, I'm going to add as a friend. I'm going to add twice, yeah. even mm-hmm. in two places. He went to two different things and friended her. Even if it was just one thing, I would be like, okay, maybe that's a little much, but give him... He went to. Yeah. He sent her a letter in the mail too. She checked the mailbox. He got a mail. It's it's a little. It doesn't mean he's creepy. Maybe it means he has. He doesn't know how to be normal on social media, but that's a that's a red flag too. Uh-huh. Um, so I'm gonna say, this alone doesn't say he's a creeper, but it does say he doesn't know the norms of social media. Therefore. He may not know the norms of other things as well. It may just be socially awkward. Or is he just excited? That, okay, well, we all get excited, but you have to temper that sometimes. Okay. Especially when it comes to somebody you're thinking about dating. Well, so this could be, I mean, she could work with him on that. Work with them? They just met. <laughs> you already no, got I mean, him in rehab? Social media rehab? No. Hey, Morgan, let me ask you. You are still, you have a boyfriend, but you know, you've been doing this since we have been. What do you think about this? Yeah, I mean, I definitely think it shows that he may lack some confidence, which is an issue. I mean, straight ahead. I would call it a white flag that he, you know, if you're going to pursue this, be very careful because he just, he may be a little bit over the edge and move too quickly for you. So those would be my suggestions if you decide to pursue it. And I he, wouldn't, but. At, for me too, I'd be like, wow, that's a lot. Whoa, yeah. I thought it was just a miniature white raise flag. of the flag and now you wouldn't pursue it? <laughs> well, I wouldn't pursue anyway. I would let that person pursue me. He's already pursuing, but I would definitely sleep with one eye open. <laughs> okay, but I'm taking this as she clearly was kind of into him, maybe, or is that not what I did? They I- only gave a church greeting and shook hands. They okay. did not exchange names. All right, church greeting, shake hands. Okay, <sighs> I'm trying to, I'm trying to put myself back in that situation. Well, you the- never had to date with social media, though. That's the, I know. that's the thing. That's the problem. What, Morgan? Because that means that, like, he had to go to the extent of finding somebody who knew her. Not only did he probably ask one person, he probably asked multiple people to find out who she was and then try and find her on social media. Is it? He's, he's eager. Is that, that bad? Part, that part is not that bad to me because I've said, hey, who is that? It's just to follow. It didn't send a message. Just followed tw- in two different places. So this would be like back in the day if I met someone at church when I was younger. And they and came they to your instantly... house and knocked on the door and they didn't know who you, and yeah. or, or instantly called me or texted. N- knocked on the door and be like, hey, what's happening? Creepy. Yeah. You'd be like, Is this the same thing as Instagram? And with some cornbread. Bringing cornbread here. You'd be like, wow, seems nice, but that's a little much. Uh, okay. Okay. So here's what I say, Anonymous. Be aware. But if you really want to, go for it. He could just be a really nice guy who hasn't had a whole lot of experience talking to girls. 
just know that he acted aggressively and that not sending you a message first is a bit weird. Okay. That's, that's what I would have done. You know? He just needs to pump the brakes a little bit. Mm-hmm. Let me talk to him. Put him on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's the mailbag. Close it up. We got your email and we read it on the air. Now it's time to close Bobby's mailbag. Yeah. All right, let's go over and talk to Eddie. Eddie, you have four boys. Yeah. Plus you, that's five boys, Mm -hmm. one wife. Does she ever just feel outnumbered? Yes, always. I would imagine that it is kind of gross, too, with five guys on one. Oh, and we all fart. That's, yeah, that's, that was table, my point. Stuff right. like that, yeah. Like, we it's all messy, smell. you all smell. Yes. Is she, did she ever just throw her hands up and be like, I just need some sort of, like, woman or girl to hang out with? She likes to go get her nails done or something once a week just so she can go be a woman yeah. and, like, get away from us. Yes. I would imagine that house stinks all the time. <laughs> yeah. Okay, what happened with kids? Well, we've been expecting some cold weather here in the last month uh, here in Nashville. So I was trying to get ahead of it. I said, look, if it does snow, we're going to order these gloves for the boys. See, like snow gloves so they can play in the snow. That's about 20 bucks a pop for these gloves. And so when I bought them, I said, boys, if you lose any of these gloves, even one glove, you're going to pay me back in cash. It's $20 each. And they said, Psh, we're not going to lose them. Sure enough, we had a snowstorm this weekend. They lost Two of them lost one glove, like one left-hand glove and one right-handed glove. They lose it, so I had to do what I had to do. I said from the beginning, if you lose them, you pay me. They paid me. Do you keep the money? Yeah, of course. What do you do with the money from them? Well, I told them I would order more gloves because that's kind of what it goes to. I just don't want them to be like wasteful and say, hey, if I lose the gloves, no big deal. But you won't just like take it and then be like, okay, now that you know what it's like to not have money, here it is back. No, but what I'm hoping is that it doesn't snow anymore and I don't have to buy gloves anymore. Until next Until year. Next right, year. right. <laughs> Do they get mad when you take their money? Yes. Yes. They they argue with me a little bit and they say, come on, dad, like really, like I didn't mean to lose it or or let me wait till the snow melts and I'll go find it. I'm like, well, that's too late. You- what if they find it? Can they get their money back? Ooh, yes. Good question. Yes. They can. Yes, they can. Mm, and they heard good. it right here. They can. Do they listen to this? Sometimes. Okay. Kids. Go find those gloves as <laughs> soon as the snow is out. Amy did that with a wedding ring once. Yeah. I had to wait for the season to change, and then I went and got a metal detector, and yeah, the snow was gone, so I was able to find it in, like, I had, like, this grassy area with all this overgrown vines. I never thought I was going to find it. Metal detector for the win. And her husband gave the money back. Wow. Yeah, that he took from her. He never yeah. knew it was gone. Oh, he, he never did. Yeah, because he was in Afghanistan, and I didn't tell him. Oh, he's on vacation? No, he was doing a, like a 90-day tour. <laughs> and I think, I, yeah, I dropped it in the snow in December in North Carolina and then returned in March whenever he was getting back. Got the ring just in time. Did he ever find out from this show? After, yeah, no. So he, he knows, though. Eventually. Yeah. yeah, he found out eventually. Mm-hmm. But he didn't know that it was missing. I don't need to bother him with exactly. details right. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When he's trying to serve our country, I couldn't right. overwhelm him with that Amen. I lost. Amen, USA. <laughs> like, The latest from Nashville and Hollywood. Morgan number two's 30 Second Skinny. The Grammys announced a new date and location. The show will be happening at the MGM Grand in Las Vegas on April 3rd. Trisha Yearwood did the Betty White Challenge with her fans for Dottie's Yard. Together, they raised over $24,000 in 15 minutes. You can see the video of their fundraiser on her social media. 
Maren Morris is excited for her fans to hear her new album, Humble Quest. I have such a close relationship with my fans. You know, they always know that I am not gonna put something out that I don't love first and foremost until they hear it, but I think that I'm just so excited to have it um, exposed to air and um, figure out what their, their faves become on the album, because I have mine. I'm Morgan number two. That's your skinny. It's time for the good news. With Bobby. Tell me something good. We talked about this story last year, but Tom Brady has surprised a young fan who beat cancer with tickets to the Super Bowl. Now, we told you about when during the Bucks and Bears game in late October of last year, Tom Brady ran over to the sideline and gave a hat to a, a fan that was holding up a sign that said, Tom Brady helped me beat brain cancer. Do you remember us talking about that? Yeah. So the little boy, 10 years old, Noah Reeb, he cried, it went viral, it was awesome. Well, this past weekend, Tom Brady surprised him with a video that said, hey, uh, you've inspired me, you've inspired so many others as well, and that we have tickets for you and your family to go to the Super Bowl, which is pretty cool. Here's a clip of Tom Brady. You've inspired so many people, including myself, but millions of others also. And the NFL and the Bucks look forward to sending deserving fans to the Super Bowl each year and fans that have incredible stories like the one you've had. So as a thank you, I worked with both the Bucks and the NFL to get you and your family Super Bowl tickets this year in L.A. (laughs) (laughs) Which is pretty awesome. So hopefully they make it and he can see them. Yeah. For the kid and because I bet the Bucks at the beginning of the year to win the Super Bowl. Oh, okay. So that would be <laughs> so awesome. So then let's go Bucks. Let's go. Let's go Bucks. All right. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. All right. You get one song and one song only and you have to listen to it the rest of your life. What is it? Okay. So I knew I wanted to go something Texas country, but a song that just speaks to me if I'm happy or sad is It's a Great Day to Be Alive. So I went with the Pat Green, Corey Morrow version to get in there. Would this be considered Texas country, though, since it was originally a Travis Tritt song? It's Texas country artists that put out an album (laughs) called Songs We Wish We'd Written. Isn't this a song you would cry to after your boyfriend dumped you in college? Yes. That's how I know I can still listen to this over and over. And, you know, I listen to it sometimes if I need to just be put in a good mood. But in the process of that, tears might roll down my face. It's fine. One eye cries, one eye's happy? Yeah. And I mean, if you get one song the rest of your life, I want to feel everything. I'm going to do Willie Nelson, Blue Eyes Crying in the Rain. Blue eyes crying in the rain. I mean, all my favorite songs are slow songs. It's not about being happy or sad. I only am happy with slow songs. I guess, I don't really get sad. The only song I ever listened to when I was sad was R.E.M. Everybody Hurts. And now we just let it play over and over again on loop. Other than that, the only music that I really listen to is slow music. I, when Coldplay puts out a fast song, I hate it. When they put out a slow song, I'm like, this is the Coldplay I like. John Mayer, all the Garth songs, for the most part, only the slow songs. So this isn't sad to you. No, this is normal. This is just good. I hate upbeat songs. Okay. When someone's like, we got to put a song out for radio, we got to give a tempo. I get I, I give zero craps about that song. Like it's good, maybe it's number one, but I like the slow songs because I can hear the words, I can feel the message. Blue eyes <laughs> Eddie, yours? Oh, easy. Bob Marley, Three Little Birds, because anywhere I am, it doesn't matter what's happening in my life, I'm gonna be at the beach when I listen to this song, and that's my happy place. You guys are like, I wanna feel all emotions. No, no, no I wanna be happy for the rest of my life. So I wanna listen to Bob Marley. If you retire. Will you move to the beach? 100%. That's your thing? I've thought about if there's any way we can still do this job where we can all be in different locations, I would move to the beach. 
Let's and then be it. like, let's go Eddie the dad. Where are you? I'm in Florida, dude. I'm at the beach. <laughs> if you can move anywhere, Andy, right now, where would you go? Uh, forget the show. I don't have to think about anybody else mm-hmm. in my family. Nope. It's just if you could go anywhere and live and just be happy and everybody's taken care of, where would you go? Colorado. Wow. Nice. Yeah, because I love winter there. I love the mountains. I love summer there. I could hike. Also, my sister's there. Eddie, and you would go to, does it matter what beach? Well, I mean, if we're going anywhere, I'd like to go to Hawaii. I love Hawaii. Just the the whole personality of Hawaii is just calm and peaceful. I love that. But in the United States mainland, I love Florida. See, I would just go back to Arkansas. <laughs> I, I don't care about the mountains. I don't care about the beach. I would just have great Wi-Fi. Okay. Go back home. Have a big piece of land and just make sure nobody can get into that land. Mm. I'd build gates around it and be like, I'm good. They have beautiful land in Colorado too. I, I don't, I, but I don't, I don't, I don't need, I don't need cold. Okay, yeah. The only problem with Arkansas is it gets cold sometimes. <laughs> yeah, it does. So maybe for like three months I leave. <laughs> to Florida. <laughs> you come see me. Yeah, I, I go visit you for like three months or so. Uh, do you think you'll retire? Do you want to retire, Amy, ever? Yeah. Uh, I is mean, that like something that you look forward to? I don't to? think about retirement, no. I mean, I'm sure at some point that will happen, but I don't think about it. And I, yeah, I would see it happening maybe in Colorado. Boy, you're obsessed with Colorado, <laughs> huh? Except for, yeah, my kids only like it in the summer. I need some place. Like, I go to therapy and I, I tell my, my therapist, I don't have a place that I'm like, this is my relaxation place. Uh-huh. I guess if I had to pick one, it's the bathtub. But that's not really a place you go for more than like 45 minutes. Or you prune. Yeah. And eventually I'm like, oh, my hands are wrinkly. I got to get out. But you guys have a spot. Like, Amy, you would go to Colorado. Mm-hmm. Eddie, you would go to the, the beach. beach. I don't really have a spot you- that that I would just, that I can just go and go, uh, what? Yeah, because even the spot that you're wanting to go to, the... Uh, would be maybe disconnecting from the Wi-Fi, but you just want... Oh, no, 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 that's not, that's not her to me. I like Wi-Fi. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, no. That, I think everybody Wi-Fi. has like a... Yeah, I need I know, good but- Wi-Fi. But I don't have to worry about connection. Okay. That's my... Uh. <laughs> well, oddly, too, you mentioned like the stage is your... Uh, too. Like, you can't do that, right? You love being on stage, but that's not your go away. But I can't go there for a month <laughs> or a week People on buy vacation. Tickets for that? Yes, I can't do it. I can't do any of that. There's a guy from Alabama. His name's Xavier. He's 20 years old. He claims he's paid several thousands of dollars per week by men who want him to test their girlfriend's loyalty. So he gets paid <laughs> He gets paid to go flirt with women. What? Hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's been conducting loyalty tests <laughs> on behalf of men who asked him to flirt with their female partners via text to see if they give in to his advances. His tests involve... Checking whether the client's partner can be trusted by getting into DMs, reporting back if there's any shady behavior. Uh, also, occasionally, an, in-per- an in-person uh, walk up and talk. Oh, so he has different packages available. <laughs> it all started when one of his TikTok followers randomly reached out saying, hey, could you test my girlfriend's faithfulness? And when that went viral, he was like, wow, there's something here. So on a regular day, he gets about 100 requests from men. A hundred? He earns over $200 a day. He can't accept every single request, so he does the ones with the most interesting stories. Dang. You know, I don't feel like this is a thing. I feel like if it were the other way around, there's a bigger market for that. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was Catching like, you're making way more. Yes. There's a much larger market for there to be an attractive woman who slides into dudes' DMs. Yeah. Because a lot of dudes would be like, oh, wow. I can't. I feel like women are, are just... More honest, more trustworthy, not so much basing everything on looks. 
Maybe there is a market, though. I'm sure there is because he's making a little money doing it. I think he's probably lying a little as well about how much money he makes mm. per day. But if you were an attractive female, you can make some good money by testing out dude's loyalty. Also, what? if you have to have your dude's loyalty tested, probably not the relationship to be in anyway. Yeah, yeah that's how I feel about these guys. Yeah, but dudes are dumb. Dudes are dumb. <sighs> I just can't see any half-honest woman falling for the dude mm-hmm. sliding in. Because do you get extra if she takes the bait? It's a good question. Or him? And what's the bait? How far know. do you actually have to go <laughs> yeah. for the bait to be there? Uh, there's a woman talking about how she had to quit her job because she wants to start building for her big day. She's like, okay, I'm, I'm quitting my job. I'm going to get married. I'm going to quit my job and spend all my time focused on that. Wow. But then she wants her fiance to get a second job mm. in place of her quitting oh. her job. <laughs> and she can't understand why he wouldn't do that. The bride said the wedding is going to cost $80,000. Her quote, when she told him, was, uh, no, I don't think so. And she said, this is my wedding. I've been dreaming about it since I was little. I refuse to have anything but my dream wedding. And now she wonders why he won't take a second job to pay for this. I'm, I keep it up, and she might be wondering why he's no longer marrying her. Let me say this about a wedding day. It's great. But there's no reason to stretch yourself like she's doing for a day. Have the absolute best wedding that you can afford. But there is, I, I would never tell anyone to take out a loan or take on another job for a wedding day. Ours was awesome. We could afford ours. We weren't going to get anything that we couldn't afford. Just because there's no, it's an amazing day. There's that show that Raymundo was telling me about on Netflix where you can either have a wedding or a house. Mm-hmm. Marriage or mortgage. Take the mortgage Less every longer. day. Well, you can build a happy life in a mortgage. They show you some of the stuff. There's the fountain that you've never seen. But I mean, for a wedding? Yes. They make it look like they bring out a fountain and they're like, all right, bud, <laughs> I know you want the house, but you can have the fountain. But it's like a $10,000 champagne fountain. So they do a very good job of making you think, man, this is a fantasy wedding that I would never be able to have. I guess the problem is you get to use that fountain for eight hours. Right. And then you get to use that house for 20 years. Well, and it's your guests, too. It's not just for you. It's you're choosing for your guests. Your guests yeah, don't get to a, a pick, pick your mortgage. You're That's giving boring. them a party. I don't care. It's not about the <laughs> guests as much as it's supposed to be about you in your wedding. That blows my mind that anyone would pick marriage over mortgage. It's if, if, if that's the con- that That blows my mind. Is the show good? It is. And I believe, yeah, you can binge it. It's a, definitely a full season. Amy, what is your advice about having a wedding? I mean, I would say the same. We do not need to quit our job to make that our full-time job, and we do not need to ask our fiancé to get another job to pay for the wedding. I like, I, to quote you, have the best wedding you can afford to have, paraphrasing. Well, you said quote, then paraphrasing. But you know what? Both will work. <laughs> well, because I thought I had it right, yes. and then I did it. But, I mean, I think it's that, yeah, you don't have, like, do what you can. If not, then you wait longer to have the wedding. If you need longer to save, then you just put the wedding off don't until you can. Don't go into debt for a wedding. Yeah, I know, I know, but unfortunately, you know, so many people do. Uh, speaking of getting married, a young woman wanted a break from her husband after they got married, and then she faked her own kidnapping. Did you see this? Mm-mm. A 22-year-old woman has been charged with attempted grand theft and false report to authorities after faking her own kidnapping last February. The woman admitted to detectives that, quote, she wanted a break from her husband. She staged her own kidnapping from a local Domino's pizza where she worked as a delivery driver. The Man, the... Just going home must have been a drag. If you have to fake being abducted, you know when you get off work, you're like, oh, no, I got to go home and see him. 
The incident began around 10 p.m. The woman called her husband and said she was surrounded by multiple subjects. They had a gun. and Wow, she went hard. Huh. They had a gun and were demanding money. Her husband, then she had to act. She also had to act. <laughs> yeah. Her husband told law enforcement in the report that during the phone call, he thought he heard pounding on the window and a car door opening before the line went dead. I mean, she's doing full, full production <laughs> here. He started to receive text messages demanding money for the safe return of his wife. Whose phone was she borrowing? <laughs> Maybe One, she was using hers, but the, the, the kidnapper, thief, was the kidnapper using, stole her phone. Yeah. Oh, maybe yeah, so. Yeah, that's what happened. I would think it hey, would become. Yeah. yeah that's hey, a good this point. is the kidnapper. the kidnapper. The, I have that's taken easy to your do. wife's phone. <laughs> but also, that's a good point. Ew, that's when you really find out, like how much is your husband willing to? No, pay no, no. Get- that's not where we go with this. No, no. It's she's absolutely nuts. Just say, hey, I need a break from right. this relationship. Uh, one Domino's employee started to get text from the woman saying, "Call the cops," and she's hurt. Get the money and she leaves without harm and have it by 2 p.m. tomorrow and she'll be without harm. I wonder if she also thought she was going to make a little money off this too. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't just about not going back to her husband, but it's making a little cash too. Police were able to ping the woman's phone to a Culver's. They found the woman's car and she was with another man inside. Uh-oh. Investigators called the woman out on the inaccuracies in her story and she admitted to sending the text messages to her husband and coworker, and she admitted she had never been kidnapped. This is from the Argus leader. I mean, that's 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 hardcore to go that far, that hard. Now she's in trouble with the law. I wonder if the husband, too, was trying to gather the money or if he was like, you know what? <laughs> I'm, <good. laughs> I'm kind of glad she's gone. <laughs> Can't afford it. No, no, no. Sorry. Yeah, that that that's tough. I Usually these stories are from another country, but th- when it says Domino's Pizza, you know it's America. <laughs> it's right here. Yeah. I think... Probably, and I'm not to that point in my marriage yet, and you guys can speak on this because you've been married a long time. <laughs> where are you going with this? I'm saying I, there are probably points where you're like, you know what? I just don't want to hang out with my husband or wife today. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Hey, I asked for a break one time, and she let me go on a road trip. I went on a road trip for four days. Yeah. Have you just, ever given that to her? No. Oh, wow. No, hey, she's never asked for it. Okay, but <laughs> when you returned back from that, it's not dawned on you since then to be like, hey, you know what, babe? I know with four kids and life's crazy, like, that was really good for me to get away. How about you take yeah, some days? I don't want to volunteer that, but if she asked for it, I would think about it. Why not volunteer that? Because that's a lot of work, bro. I got four kids. Okay, Could you handle all it. four of them for four days? Yes, it would be a nightmare, but yes. Yes. <laughs> what a great gift that yeah. would be. Okay, we'll, we'll talk about this later. No, no, I mean, <laughs> think about that. She did that for you. How did you approach her with that? Uh, we were just kind of, we were just going through things. And I said, I just need to get away for a little bit. And she said, okay, what do you need to do? I was like, I don't know. Maybe I'll just drive. Maybe I'll just drive around and just kind of go anywhere. I'm not going to plan anything. I'll just go for like a couple of days. She said, take your time. Do it. I'll rent a car for you. She rented a car for me and I drove around. I made it to Nashville. Your, I, your credit not good enough to rent your own car? Well, no, she just said, I'll, I'll book it. She said, Dang, I'll book it for you. she did all this for him. Yeah. I think she may have wanted wait, a break from him. Wait, what was now, she doing now? while I was gone? <laughs> Wow, but I mean, yeah, good for you. But all I'm saying break. is, I asked. You know, yeah. it's like you ask, can I have a break? She said yes. Why do you have to go through all this? Well, he, she wanted a little cash to it. Seems yeah. like for her break. <laughs> wow. Okay, I think you should offer that for Valentine's Day to your wife. Okay, I'll think about it. So, are you asking if one day you might get to that point? Like one no. day you're gonna be driving down 65 and you just want to keep going south? I would think if you had a bunch of kids at home and a husband, mm-hmm. some days you'd be like, you know what? I just don't feel like going home right now. I yes. need a couple hours. It's normal. Mm-hmm. And I'm not there yet. We don't have kids and I don't have a husband. Amy, you've been there, right? Oh, yeah. No, I've been on 65 going south yeah. to Alabama. And you <laughs> went all the way to Alabama. 
<laughs> and I was like, I don't know if I'm coming back. <laughs> so yes, Bones, you'll get there. Yeah. You'll get I, there. I hope I don't. <laughs> I'm gonna bet on me not getting there. Okay. But uh, thank you for your vulnerability and sharing those stories. No problem. Man. That's mm-hmm. good. All right, here's a voicemail we got last night from Carol. I just wanted to say that you've so helped my son on his journey to be open to finding someone. And yesterday, after two years of dating, he's finally decided to pop a question. And as his mom, I went with him to pick out his engagement ring. And thank you for being an inspiration. I so appreciate it. Ah, Good for him. That's good. Good for him. He didn't settle. He did his thing. Listen, I was going to be an old, alone man. I was not going to settle. And now I'm an old, married man. Mm. Yes. Mm-hmm. 40, how old am I now? 41. Boy, you know when you start to not know your age, that's trouble. I know. You're just getting to an age now <laughs> where, I'm like, wait, have I turned 42 yet? Uh, here is Logan from Livingston, Louisiana. I was calling because I kind of needed some advice. I was going to start college in the fall, and I was kind of curious as to whether or not what I should do. I've got a full-ride scholarship to a school up in Oklahoma, but my parents don't want me to go because they're afraid I'm gonna, that I'm not going to come back. So I need a little insight on what I should do to whether or not I should take this and whether it be better for my future or what to do. You can't make a decision based on what your parents want. You are an adult now. If you got a full-ride scholarship and you want to go to college, go to college. And if you don't come back, you don't come back. Yeah. You'll come back sometimes for the holidays. At worst, maybe you get up there and you realize, wow, this is really great. I should live in Oklahoma. Don't worry about your parents right now. They were great. They raised you. They love you. They will still love you regardless of what you do. But do not make this decision based on your parents going, I don't know if you'll come back. If you want to do it for you, go do it for you, Logan. All right, that's what's up. Here's Amy's pile of stories. Well, the first, you shouldn't be doing this TikTok trend has hit us for the year, and it's called the Sleepy Chicken Challenge. Oh, the NyQuil chicken. Yes. Yeah. What is that? I'm bringing it up because parents, just be aware, and also if you're an adult and you might think this is a good idea, it's not. Doctors are saying do not do this, but it's where you boil chicken, you cook it, in a pot of NyQuil. But yeah, why? Except to make a bit out of it, why would you ever boil chicken in NyQuil? Well, they're saying, or some have said, that it's a a cold remedy. Just take the NyQuil. You don't have to pour a whole bunch in a pot and boil chicken. (laughs) If you have a cold, take the little plastic cup that comes on top of it, gulp, (laughs) and it'll knock you out. Well, a new YouTube record has been set. 10 billion views. You want to guess the video? Charlie bit my finger. Uh, Charlie bit me. That was such a good one. Or Gangnam Style. (laughs) Those two. I mean, it's one that, I mean, I'm going to play it for you here, but then I feel bad because it's probably going to be in your head the rest of the day. Oh, it's Baby Shark. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Make it stop. 10 billion views, huh? It's the first video to hit 10 billion. Wow. Mommy shark do 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 do. Mommy shark do do. <laughs> um, in second is Despacito. Oh, nice. That has like 7.7 billion views, if you care. And then uh, Chris Stapleton, he did an interview with 60 Minutes, and he was talking about how he doesn't believe songwriters who insist that they instantly knew a song would be a hit. And there are a lot of songwriters who would claim that they know. Yeah, I knew the instant we wrote this one that it was six-week number one, and and I was going to get a big, giant check in the mail. I don't think anybody knows that. You can't possibly know how everybody's going to feel about a song that you write. That's impossible to know. I don't trust computer research or phone surveys or anything like that. You have to take it to the people. I trust people, and I trust people who have taste. Well, 
I tell you, when I wrote Hobby Lobby Bobby, you knew I knew that was going to be a hit for the Raging Idiot instantly. Instantly, yeah. and, so. and was it? Yeah, and it was. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. hit the top one thousand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm Amy. That's my pile. That was Amy's pile of stories. It's time for the good news with Amy. Tell me something good. So this woman in Cincinnati, she was at risk of losing her home because she couldn't afford to make repairs that had to be done. Now she's had the home paid off for like 20 years. So it's hers, but then she just couldn't afford the upkeep. Well, a news organization got wind of what was going on. They ran a story about it. And these two people watching, husband and wife, Amy and Rich Goodman, who he happens to be a project manager and a developer, they took lead. They organized the community. They got volunteers, organizations, companies to go in and they saved this woman's home with free repairs and upgrades. Just because they saw it on the news. Yeah, because, yeah. Uh, WCPO 9 News. Also, the term got wind is funny. Mm. <laughs> like they heard. Well, Amy's like, you know, they the got wind, wind of it. <laughs> I, yeah, I think. It's just an interesting term. Got wind yeah. of yeah. it. Yeah. Got wind. Mm-hmm. Got wind is like, I was looking at the, the origin of it here. Got wind is like an animal perceiving a scent carried by the wind. So when we say got wind, yeah. we're basically like an animal smelling it, knowing it's happening. Mm. Oh, look at that. There That's what go. they did here. A little root <laughs> origin for you there. That's a good story. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. The morning corny coming up during this segment. Hang out for that. Right now, your top three songs in country music at number three, Jordan Davis and Luke Bryan, By Dirt. By Dirt. Find the one you can't live without. Get a ring, let your knee hit the ground. That's a good one. I like that one. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, number two, Chris Stapleton, You Should Probably Leave. Yeah, you should probably leave. Good one, too. That's awesome. What we got going here? We got three good ones in a row this week. And the number one song is from Michael Ray, Whiskey and Rain. Yeah, whiskey and rain coming down. That's a good one, too. It's really good. We went three for three on good songs. That almost never happens these days. Usually there's a turd in there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> All right, your number one pop song is from Adele, Easy On Me. That's a good one. Uh, let's talk to Heather, who is listening right now and calling. Heather, we appreciate you calling. What's going on, Heather? Hey, I have a theory on how Eddie keeps winning these games. Okay, let's hear it. I think he's operating those cameras, and he can zoom in and see the answers <laughs> on your paper. No. Oh, that's a good theory. Oh, no. interesting. That, that, that's cute, but no. Is there a way you can zoom onto the table? No, because even like when you roll the dice, I've thought of different ways to do that, but no, I can't do it. I'm not that fast. Because these cameras are all robotic. I've got to, I've got to control them robotically. Well, also, Lunchbox can see your screen. Totally. And okay. Lunchbox, you see anything? I've never looked Shady. at your screen. Okay, okay. be watching. I hmm. will from now on. Eddie wins pretty much every game. It's cute, though. I like that. Hey, thank you for the call. You're welcome. All right. Bye-bye. <laughs> All right. Time to go for the morning corny. Let's do it. The morning corny. What do you call a sick eagle? What do you call a sick eagle? Illegal. That was the morning corny. That's a pretty good one. Sarah, you are on the Bobby Bone Show. So I've been with my boyfriend for four years, and we live together. And in the last three and a half years, he has always come to bed. We've slept in the same bed. But in the last six months, he started sleeping on the couch, and he doesn't come to bed at all. I told him it bothers me, and 
he tells me that I'm overreacting and that it's normal. And I don't know how to feel about it. Well, first, I don't think or- that's normal. So I'll just say that. But that doesn't mean it's wrong. Let's investigate this a little bit. Why do you think he's sleeping on the couch? I don't know. Like, I mean, I shower every night. Like, it's not that I stink. <laughs> like, I don't know why he doesn't come to bed. I cannot put a dot, like a pinpoint on it. What does he say is the reason he doesn't come to bed? That he watches TV and he just falls asleep. But there'll be, like, mornings that I wake up and I come into the living room and the TV's off and, like, he's obviously just gone to sleep on the bed. Do or you, on the couch. I'm do sorry. you uh, kick in your sleep, night terrors, talk in your sleep, any of that? No. Is there any possibility that he could just like watching TV until he falls asleep? I mean, yeah. Like, he used to watch TV until he was going to go to sleep and then he'd come to bed. But now he just doesn't come to bed. Do you have a TV in your room? Yes. Oh, so he could watch TV in the bedroom and fall asleep, or do you not allow that? No, I do. I watch TV until I fall asleep. Any, it, any, any chance that, have you noticed anything suspicious with him? Well, and that's, no. I mean, no. Like, I have nothing's changed in our relationship, because I've way overthought this. And I'm like, well, maybe he's cheating on me, but... There's nothing suspicious. He doesn't go and do anything. Like, he just, I mean, he just doesn't come to bed. Do you guys still have adult time? Yeah. Okay. Amy, what do you want to say? Because I don't hear anything that's happening that's a massive red flag. Maybe he just likes to sleep on the couch, and that's not normal, but that's not also not bad. If that's the case. Yeah, I agree with that statement that it's not normal, especially if it's a change in behavior where he was doing one thing and then we've shifted. So like, is this, is there a conversation of like, okay, is this the new normal? Like what re cause you can show him this is how we were and now this is how it is. So you can see how that would make me feel. And then he can have his opportunity to share. And then you could say, well, can we, could we kind of compromise? I miss having you by me. So like, can we have a couple nights a week where you're by my side? Do you miss having him by you, or is it? are you just worried that something else is going on? I miss having him by me, but I was just worried something else was going on. Um, and I've told him that it bothers me multiple times, and he just tells me I'm overreacting, <sighs> and that we're fine. Mm. Do you think something else is going on? That's what I'm going to ask you. Do you think something else is going on? No. Okay. If you don't think there's anything suspicious happening... And you have no reason to think that. I I don't think you should think that. I think maybe you try to figure out why he wants to sleep on the couch. And if it is, it could just be the fact that he wants to watch TV and fall asleep every night and just feels more comfortable sleeping on the couch. That really could just be it. (laughs) And you could, not fair to you, but in his mind, you could be overreacting because that's literally the only reason he's doing it. Maybe so. I... I, I don't know. I was just so confused and conflicted, and I didn't know how to feel about it or what to think about it. And so I thought I'd call and get some advice. <laughs> an outsider's view is, you know, it is ab- better, It I- is abnormal. Um, and I do understand why it would make you feel uncomfortable with the overall situation. But if you have no reason to think that something bad is happening, don't think that something bad is happening. Don't let yourself spiral into that. I just don't want our kids growing up thinking that it's normal. Because, like, our daughter calls our bedroom my bedroom, and the couch <laughs> is daddy's bed. Yeah. Oh. 
That's a situation. I had an aunt and uncle that lived slept in different bedrooms, mm-hmm. and they were as happy as could be. But they were like, "This just works out better for us. We are married. We love each other, but we sleep in different beds and we have different bedrooms because we like to watch different things on TV. We like to. He liked to eat in bed. There were just <laughs> a lot of things happening. So I will encourage you not to accept this as the new norm, but not first of all not to take yourself to a bad place, but try to understand what he's taking from this. And maybe you guys can figure out how he can get a little bit of that with you. But also, you can let him have a little bit of that with him, too. Ooh, lay on the couch with him. Oh, no. (laughs) He's not going to like that. I definitely don't think that's the move. (laughs) That might get him to move to the bed. Well, it would. Until you move back to the bed, then he's going to move back to the couch. Well, then that would show you the problem. Hmm. Uh, Final statement. Don't freak out. This this could only be a phase with him. Phase. We're hoping a phase. Like, Mm -hmm. maybe he's... I don't know. I'm just not mo- motivated. He's getting, getting lazy. Maybe he's sad about something. Could, it, which has nothing to do with her. No. It could possibly just be something inside of him. Uh, I would like him to revisit, or anybody in any relationship, if, you're, if your significant other is bringing something to you that they're feeling or thinking or whatever, and your constant response is you're overreacting, like we need to, I feel like that's not a good place. Did he say anything to you other than you're overreacting? When you say, honey, why are you sleeping on the couch? Sleep with me. Like, what is his reasoning to you? That he just falls asleep and that I'm overreacting. Okay, so he does use that every single time. Yeah, Yeah, because I mean, then I just feel like he's not (laughs) hearing you and how you're really feeling, so. Okay, good luck. Don't assume he's cheating on you because I don't feel like he is. He may just need a little time for him. And I would bet this is only a phase. I think you can only sleep on the couch so much until you want to go back to the bed. Tell him to call us. Yeah, we'll talk to him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We want to know why yeah. he's on the couch. Yeah. <laughs> Send him back to us. Okay, uh, Sarah, I'm sorry we couldn't fix the problem, but we will tell you we don't think it's into the marriage. Okay. Well, thank you, guys. I appreciate it. All right. See you later. Bye. I hate not being able to fix a problem. I know, but we're not experts. That's fine. And you only talk to one side, too. (laughs) Exactly. It's kind of hard to do it that way. All right, Jordan Davis, Luke Bryan, Bye Dirt, Bobby Bones Show. Let's go over and talk to Evelyn, who lives in North Carolina. Evelyn, appreciate you calling. What's going on? Hey, so I actually had um, a comment on the last caller. So I personally love living on the couch. I'm not going to say that I do it every day, but it will happen every once in a while, and it's not because I fall asleep watching TV. I just find the couch really comfortable. Yeah, I think it's a phase, especially if she doesn't think there's any funny business going on. I don't think you should assign funny business to it. Do you agree? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm definitely not cheating if I'm sleeping on the couch. I don't know. <laughs> We need to check our phone. Yeah. <laughs> no, Evelyn, we're just giving you a hard time. Thank you for calling. I, I tend to agree with you. Thank you. And Bobby, my son loves you. <laughs> well, tell him I said hello. Heck, I'll I'll send him a beanie baby. Does he want how old is he? Is he twenty five? If so, he won't like it. How old is he? No, he's three. Okay. Hold on. Let me get him a beanie baby stash here. Hold on one second. Let's see. This is a red dog. Good? Cute. Yeah. Uh, I have yeah, a red I have a red color. a red dog named Rover. Oh. And I'm gonna sign the tag and we're gonna send it to your son, okay? Great, thank you. All right, thank you for calling, Evelyn. Have a great day. You're welcome, you too. All right, let's take one more call. Let's go to Angel in Georgia. Angel, thank you for calling the Bobby Bone Show. What's going on? Hey, I just had a, um, a thing to say about the lady about her husband sleeping on the couch. Yeah. My husband went through the same thing. 
would, you know, fall asleep watching TV. Sometimes he would get up and come to bed at three o'clock in the morning. Sometimes he wouldn't. It was just a phase that he went through, and I know there was nothing going on. And I actually liked it because I can't stand the TV on in my room. So I just think it's a phase he's going through, and it'll stop. Like, now it's stopped. He's back in my bedroom, but... You know, it's just a phase, and I don't think she has anything to worry about. All right. Appreciate that call. Thank you very much. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Okay, so that was from a mailbag a little bit earlier. You guys can keep giving us your thoughts if you'd like. 877-77-BOBBY. No, that wasn't from the mailbag. That was a general. That was a caller. That caller. That. We get so many advice questions here, I get lost <laughs> now on what was what. That was from uh, Sarah, who had been with her boyfriend for four years, and he's now sleeping on the couch if you didn't hear that. So you can call us, 877-77-BOBBY. The big drama on yesterday's show was Amy said she wanted to chaperone her daughter's dance, which wasn't that big of a deal. I think it's great. Love a supportive parent. But then you told us, no, you called and said, hey, is there any chance I can? Not, yes, I will, since you need us. You were like, hey. I need to be up there. I need to chaperone this thing. Well, you got very aggressive. First of all, it was an email, and it was an inquiry Uh. of if you need volunteers, (laughs) we would like to chaperone. There was no, hey. Hey, guys, what do we think? (laughs) Yeah, it seems very aggressive to go out of your way to email them. You did. Okay. And now you're trying to soften it a little bit, (laughs) and that's okay. Okay. I would rather have an aggressive, loving mom than a mom that that doesn't love at all. Mm. But you did go fishing Hey, any chance I can come up and chaperone? Right. We wanted to see if help was needed. Okay, here we go. This is Amy talking to her daughter. Do you even know what chaperoning means? I've seen chaperone on TV show. Okay, and it looks cool, right? I mean, they don't look happy. (laughs) Okay. Who doesn't look happy, the kids or the parents? The kids. Yeah. She was referring to the kids not happy about their parents being there. Turns out your daughter already knew about this because she heard it on the show. Well, learn that right after <laughs> while we were recording. Do you want us to come or no? Well, when I heard about it, I was mad because I, 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 I was the last one to know y'all were doing it. Who did you hear about it from? from people in school. Oh, they kids. heard about it on yes. the show? Okay, I'm sorry about that. Yeah. I, de- I definitely had to ask for forgiveness and say sorry. Because normally anything that's about them, I get their permission to talk about it. But this wasn't necessarily about her. It was about me chaperoning her dance. So <laughs> Still about her yeah. a little bit. I know, I know. Too. I could see how. I just didn't expect it in, to get back to her in any way. So it's fine. If they need volunteers, we'll do parking lot stuff. So we won't be inside. I don't really care. So you're fine with it? Yeah. So if we're there, you'll dance in front of us? Yes. Will you be fine if we start dancing? No. (laughs) (laughs) This is the first I've heard about the parking lot stuff, though. Yeah. Well, I think I mentioned to you yesterday that I saw an email that said something like they need escorts out there. I think that's great. I would have no problem with you being a parking lot chaperone. Okay. Chaperone the Acuras all day long to come driving in there. But did you hear she said we could come into the dance? You said, are you cool with it? Not would you prefer it? Yeah. Uh-huh. And she said yes. Mm-hmm. She said that once the kids, like, obviously, the clip, we, you know, we had a longer conversation. But she said that when the kids first started telling her, she said, she goes, I was in denial. <laughs> She's like, I thought no way my parents would do this to me. <laughs> she goes, but then I accepted it. <laughs> So, so that she's, means she's cool with it, not that she prefers it. Right. Yeah. 
So, and I mean, we're going to try to... Did you guys get an email back saying they would like for you to work? I don't know yet. After all this, like, who knows? They're probably going to be like... <laughs> we're good, lady. <laughs> we're good. We don't need y'all there. We're good, lady. Yeah. Uh, we have some callers regarding the last couple of things we've talked about. Uh, the segment before this was the woman talking about her husband that sleeps on the couch. She was like, hey, is that weird? The segment before that was a woman asking about this guy that hit on her. He met her at church, but then he went and followed her real quick on two different social medias. So we got a couple things here. We got a lot of calls. Uh, let's go and talk to Tanner in Arkansas, who is on the phone right now. Tanner, what's happening? Hey, what's up? Uh, yeah, like you were saying, I was just calling to talk about the lady that had the husband on the couch. And she wasn't really, you know, specific on their age or if they had kids or anything. But, you know, I'm one of them phases away from being a potato myself. And... One thing for me with two kids and one on the way and being young and working in construction, sometimes I just want to kick my feet up and have a potato on my or have some chips on my on my stomach and be alone, you know, not really anything to my wife or anything. But I just want to be away and be in my own space rather than being around somebody, if that makes any sense. I can relate in a bit because I live my life for 39 years by myself. So my natural instinct now is to grab a bowl of cereal and go lay in the bed and watch a show. <laughs> the eating in the bed isn't universally loved. because Not because just eating in the bed, because I, I don't know, let's just say I drop some crumbles in the bed sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not, right, I'm, I'm a bit sloppy because I've never had to not be sloppy in that situation. So when I do go lay on the couch, I don't ever, I can eat all day long on the couch and lay back on the couch. Um, I, I just don't think the dude's cheating. Oh, yeah, I don't think that's an issue. I think we can take cheating off the table. I don't know if we can take we... it off the table, though, because I don't really know the dude. <laughs> so right. I'm not going to remove it from the table, but still, I don't think that the dude's oh, cheating. Sorry. Okay, well, sorry. Yeah. We'll keep it kind of on the table, but I think the concern is she misses her husband being by her, and it's been, what, th- or her boyfriend or whatever he is, three months. You know, that's a long time to, like, need space. I don't know, maybe just potatoing three months is right at that perfect time to potato. Uh, Tanner, appreciate that. Let me grab a couple more here, and then we'll move off those topics. I just have so many calls. Uh, Let's go over to Ricky in Tennessee. Ricky, you're on the show. What's going on? Um, I was just making a comment to the guy that's sleeping on the couch. Um, Sometimes me and my wife don't watch the same shows, so I like to watch my own shows. Um, and also sometimes, you know, I'm the kind of person that I don't like people breathing on me and stuff. It might just be a phase, you know, <laughs> I've been married for 30, no, 20 years. Don't hear that. Wife. Feels like 30. <laughs> Feels like 30. Did you shoot him right when he said <laughs> that? Oh, he got the wrong. He's t- dead now. Silencer. <laughs> you there, bud? Yep. Okay. Keep going. <laughs> but I mean, it's just one of them phases. And, I mean, if it ain't a phase, then it's not that he don't love you. It's just he needs a little space at night. That's mm-hmm. the time that he has to get away a little bit and just have a little space. Okay. So he deals with people all day at work. So to summarize, I don't know that any woman wants to hear, it's not that I don't love you. It's just that I don't want to be around you. <laughs> Maybe it's I don't want to be around anyone. <sighs> okay. I don't think anyone wants to hear that, but I can tell you there are times where I feel like my wife needs a break from me. 
But that's his every. So, what if your wife needed a break from you every single night for three months? I would, I would get it. No, I would. I would get it. <laughs> I'd be like, I'm glad you asked because I felt like you needed it. I've been a little difficult. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, thank you, Ricky. Hope you have an awesome day. Thanks for the story. All right, you too. All right, see ya. It's time for the good news. With Lunchbox. Tell me something good. Michelle was out running errands with her dog Jasper in the van when she wanted a cup of coffee, but it was cold outside, so she left the van running. She goes inside to get a cup of coffee, and someone jumps in the van and drives off. And the only problem is it's a show dog, won best in show in a competition the day before. So Michelle says, $10,000, whoever can bring my dog back. And a couple saw it on Facebook, recognized the guy who stole the dog, went to his house, got the dog, called police, they got 10K. Wow. So it's kind of like a bonehead Anna tell me something good. In what way? The bonehead. She left her car running with her dog in it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, on her. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you guys never done that? Just oh, no, not I, with something, yeah, I have. I have. But never with a dog or a kid in it. Oh. Well, yeah, well, you don't have kids. <laughs> I've done it with my but sister's kids. But I'm just saying. Kids. Right. You've done it with your sister's kids? Yeah. When <laughs> I was younger. Like when I was in charge of hey, them. Not, they weren't your kids, though, right? <laughs> That's all right. I mean, I've done it with my kids. It's okay. Yeah. You just lock the door. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know about all yeah, that. Yeah, I don't either. I don't either. <laughs> I wouldn't leave my dog in a car running because I think if the car's running, it's more prone to be stolen. Yeah, like this story. Yeah. And then I could get my car back to insurance probably or at least the money for it, but I can't get my dog back. Right. And I don't want to throw 10000 bucks out on Facebook and be like, somebody bring me my that dog. That must be one valuable dog. Well, it's a show dog. Well, you I know. know. Best in breed the day before. <laughs> yeah. All right. Good story-ish. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Let's go over and talk to Jaya in Kentucky. Jaya? Jaya? How do you say your name? It's Jaya. Hey, Jaya. What's going on? Hey, Bobby. Hey, I was just calling in because I called in not too long ago mentioning that my husband and I have been separated for a year due to um, him going overseas or whatnot. And he followed up and, you know, tell you how it goes. Ended up going to the New Year's bash. I don't know if you remember, but the whole time we were yelling at you to come down. And at the end of the show, you finally came down and, you know, you shook our hands, talked to us for a little bit and even gave us your hat. So I thought that was pretty cool. Oh, yeah, I remember. The whole time I thought they were messing with me. They were in the crowd, and there's like 20,000 people. And they were like, come here. And I'm on stage, and I can't get down to the middle of the crowd. And I was like, okay, I'll be right there. The whole time I thought they were just trolling me from the crowd. And so at the end, I'm like, you guys have been asking for it? I'm coming down there. So I jumped off stage, jumped down onto the ground, went over. And they were like, no, we were serious. We really wanted you to come here. And so I hung out with them for a little bit. Yeah, it was really nice to meet you guys. Everything going good with you guys? Yeah, everything is good. And what's funny is no one, like everyone that we were around, we didn't know them, but the whole time they're like, you know what, we're going to scream and see if he can come down and meet you. (laughs) Because let me tell you, I know you mentioned all the time that 21-year-olds don't listen to your show, but I found you super last minute while I was on my way to work. I start listening. Love it. This is what I compare you to, Bobby. I compare you from Justin Bieber from my 14-year-old ages. To you, so I was super excited when I seen you. I thought it was really, really awesome. Well, thank you. And you, you, you were cutting out at the very beginning. Your husband's in the military, right? We both are, yeah. Oh, you both are. Wow, and they had been yeah. separated because of that. That's oh. right. Yeah, I'm. I'm lucky that I got to go down and meet them because I really thought they were trolling me for most of the show. And then when I realized they weren't, I was like, Oh, I'll come. I'll come down as soon as the show's over. And I went down and I signed my hat that I was wearing. But let me be honest, it was a dopey New Year's hat. It wasn't like some. <laughs> You know, but it was the treat for me was getting to meet you guys. So thank you for calling, and you know, thanks for waiting on me at the end of the show. 
Of course. It's displayed. It's all set up, so we're all good. <laughs> all right. You have a good week. Thank you. Thanks, Bobby. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I mean, that's awesome that they were awesome. It's risky. Yeah, because they, they could have stabbed me. Yeah, yes. yeah. yeah. No doubt about it. I could have got shanked immediately. <laughs> Come here. Okay. <laughs> um, hey, let me say this. Here's my announcement. That today I am announcing my kids' book, uh, Stanley the Dog and His First Day of School. It is available now for pre-order, and we actually have the date on when it comes out, which is June 14th. And you might ask yourself, and you can ask me this too, why would you ever pre-order something? Go ahead. Why would you ever pre-order something? No idea. Sounds dumb. <laughs> be honest with you. I, would, I never pre-order stuff. However, what I've been able to do through the, the publisher is if you pre-order it, I, I can sign it and, and get you the book. Otherwise, I will not be able to. So, And I don't even know if you want a signature or not. But you can go to bobbybones.com. Morgan, it's up, right? It's up. It's Does ready. it have the price on there? It should be below $20. Yes, let me click through the link. And I'll read you what the book's about because I wanted to write a book. One, for kids because Eddie and I did the Raging Kitty It's album. And so many parents have just been like, hey, that was like wonderful messages. You didn't talk down to our kids. So I wanted to do a kid's book. I also wanted to do with animals. And any money that we make in the first year of the book, we're donating to the animal shelter that we got Eller from. And then I wanted it to be about not fitting in and how to fit in. Like it's little parts of, of my life all through this. And so here's what it says. They wrote this somewhere and I can, it says, okay, true Stanley, there are plenty, uh, let's see. They sent me like 10 paragraphs. Morgan, you tell me the price, and I will read you this when I find it. It's $18.99, so basically $19. Okay, I said, hey, I need this to be less than 20 bucks. Nice. And so they're going to do that. Okay, here we go. Okay, okay, I got it, I got it. Stanley the dog, the first day of school, follows the irre- irrepressible antics of Stanley, who is anxious about his first day of school. With his stomach turning into tighter knots by the minute, Stanley's worried whether a bulldog like him will ever fit in with the other pups at school. He's never had to make new friends before, but when disaster strikes, Stanley realizes all he needs to do is be himself to save the day. <laughs> I there, love that. There you have it. Have you read? These books take forever, by the way. I, yeah, why? I finished this book over a year ago. I know it. Because I didn't draw. Oh, yeah. Somebody has to do An that. An illustrator has to draw, and then you have to okay every image. And then also, illustrator got COVID at some point. Oh, okay. That makes sense. We shut it down for a bit. So, okay, bobbybones.com if you want to pre-order. Um, would love it. I'll sign it if you pre-order it. Very excited about this, and I believe that's it for that part. You going to go to the news? Go ahead. News. Bobby's Big Stories. I will tell you this. If you order that book, it'll change your life. Okay. I said it. It's already changed mine. I just learned the word irrepressible. <laughs> did, did I say that? <laughs> In like that you, description. I you feel did. like you said that. I and might. I was like, I wow. Word. I write that oh. word. All right. Let's go to the news. Let's, uh, Amy, let's take a quick poll. Where do you think the most painful place on your body would be to get a tattoo? Oh, um, the, my ankle. Yeah, now I think ribs. Oh, yeah. You say ankle, you say rib. We both had tattoos. Let's go to Eddie, who's never had a tattoo. Don't have a tattoo. I would say maybe under your arm. Oh, like the bicep part? Yeah, like right inside your arm, maybe? Well, this tattoo fanatic, Remy, has tattoos basically head down to his toe. And there are parts of the body that have been completely blacked out. And he said on the inside of his b-hole was the most... (laughs) Okay, well, that would have never (laughs) crossed my mind, ever. And all the body parts that ran through my mind from my forehead to the bottom of my foot to my ankle. Why would you even get the inside done? Yeah, the inside. I don't know. (laughs) He clearly ran out of room. Over the years, Remy has easily spent six figures getting his body tatted up, making himself black from neck to toe. There are some spots on him that aren't black, but most of it's like straight tattooed himself black. But he says inside his b-hole. Okay. 
But yeah, that's okay. Hey, remember that, that's guys? That's not even protected meat. <laughs> yeah, it's the most sensitive. Yeah. A 26-year-old Japanese woman was arrested and charged with fundraising over sixteen thousand dollars for medical bills for a dog that had already died. Oh. She was 26, arrested on January 13th, charged with attempted fraud. She had made three updates on social media saying, the dog is still holding on. We would like more donations. She admitted to carrying out the scam to earn money to cover costs of the dog's bills before it died. But then after it died, she continued on to so raise kept money. It was legit at one point. At one yeah. point, okay. yes. Uh, that is from Insider. That is not good. A Connecticut man forgot to do something very important before leaving a Costco restroom. Uh, he left his gun in the restroom. Oh. His crime wasn't forgetting to flush or wash his hands, <laughs> although you should spend a little time. Doing that. Yeah, for not doing that, too. It was forgetting to take his gun with him. Police say they received a phone call from a retired corrections officer who said he found a gun in the men's room and carried it out to his vehicle so no one else would get their hands on it. A short while later, James Louderback called police to say, hey, I left my gun in the bathroom stall accidentally. Uh, and now it's gone. So they've charged him with reckless endangerment. He is due in court next month. Oh, wow. He will not go to jail for that. But no, some- but maybe something to, like, just remind him. Don't forget yes, that. Yes, he will be reminded. Yeah. Then, Amy, I saw you were shaken up by this story. The Cracker Barrel um, in this town has been ordered to pay millions to a customer who has served chemicals instead of water. Yeah, I was like, OMG, he's getting $9.4 million. And I was like, okay. I know it could be harmful. It's harmful. I'm just, I don't want to drink. Chemicals, Are you on the Amy? side of? No, I'm on the side of the guy. The waiter? With, no, I'm on the side of the guy. I'm like, get this guy. This is like Lushbox's dream. Like he goes, he gets served chemical, which could be deadly, but it wasn't. And then boom, he gets $9 million. Like that's a mistake. That could happen to anybody in the restaurant that day. It's almost like bad luck, but really lucky. Like, tr- but yes, really lucky. A jury exactly in Tennessee right. ordered a Cracker Barrel to pay a man millions of dollars for serving him a glass filled with a cleaning chemical instead of water. Yeah. A Marion County judge awarded William Cronin, whose mouth and esophagus were burned. Oh, see that? I didn't read that part. That's why I was like, why is Amy so happy for the guy? No, no, didn't read that part. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, he- that's 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 tragic. Mm-hmm. A jury determined that Cracker Barrel was at fault for serving Cronin a glass filled with EcoSan sanitizer instead of water. The chemical used to clean kitchen services had been kept in unmarked pitchers, court documents show. That's from the New York Post. That's sad. It sounds to me like it wasn't someone trying to poison the guy. No, no, it was accident. It was, but it doesn't look like that. It doesn't look exactly like water. Yeah, how is that a legit mistake? Although those Cracker Barrel glasses, they kind of have a slight tint to them. Uh Uh-huh. Let's be honest. Yeah, they're not like clear or anything. Yeah, and those that the, the, the eco sand, the stuff here is slightly tinted too. So okay. maybe it was just the perfect environment for it to be a big fat accident. Yeah, and then now they will label the pictures or keep it completely separate. Like they have to put learn skull from and crossbones this. on it. Obviously, Something. that's what you should do. <laughs> okay, I yeah. All right, that's the news. Those were Bobby's big stories. Uh, coming up in a second, you know. A lot of these artists are doing Vegas residencies. And yeah. The reason it's so cool is because you don't have to travel. You just go down to the stage and do the same show every single day. They also hook you up with a room. I have how much they're paying Adele per show. I think, you know that little emoji where the top of the head goes, Poof, Yeah, mind blown. Mind blown? Mm-hmm. I think that'll happen in just a second. Also, the celebrity who got scammed millions of dollars because he bought Pokemon cards. 
Uh-oh. Have you seen this? No. He spent $3.5 million on Pokemon cards, except and it came back, and it was only worth like a couple thousand. Oh, wow. <laughs> we'll talk about that, too. So all that in the next couple of segments and some calls. Uh, let me go over and talk to Danny in North Carolina real quick. That'll be line two. Hey, Danny, what's going on, buddy? Hey. What's happening, man? Bobby. Yes, sir. Oh, man. It is so awesome to talk to you. Morning, studio. Morning. Hey, look, I wanted to pre-order the book, and it's sending me to a uh, link to do it through Amazon, Books A Million, and all those. I just want to make sure I'm getting the right way. Yeah, so, yes, I would say yes. Here's what you do. I just found out. So you buy the book, keep the, the receipt it tells you, and then there's an email address. Morgan, is up on the bodybones.com? Yep. Yeah. He's at and, the right and, link. I yeah, and, it. yeah, it's the right link. And then just email in your receipt, and we'll send you a, a signed copy of the book, which it's stanleythedogbook at gmail.com. But that's how we're keeping track of it. Once you buy it, you have the receipt. It shows you when you bought it. You email it to us, and then we'll get back with you and send you a signed book. All right. Thank you so much. I'm a long-time listener. I've been listening since everything happened with Amy's mom. And I really, really love the show and everything you do, Bobby. Well, thank you. And if I can be honest, I'm surprised anybody cares. I'm gonna be honest. I'm. <laughs> I don't know why. I'm surprised. I'm surprised people don't like shut up talking about the book. But I, I appreciate your support. You know, we're gonna donate the money. Hopefully, kids will like it and get a good message from it. And hopefully, Stanley will get wildly famous from it. Oh. I already, it's hard to control him already. Oh, He's already got a bit of a prima donna. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or he just may be fat and dumb. I'm not sure. <laughs> If you were in Vegas and someone said, hey, let's go watch Adele. She's playing at the theater. Oh, 100% we're going. Right? Yeah. I just can't imagine any of those big theater shows in Vegas being bad because they get their pretty much pick of the litter who they want to come out there. But they pay them a lot. Uh, Adele is making $500,000 per night. Whoa. She's going to make half a million dollars per night for her Las Vegas residency. She will stay in a $30,000 a night suite complete with a butler. Oh, that's nice. free though. She didn't have to pay for that. That's right? correct. Okay. Oh, I was doing the uh, kind of the there's 4,000 seats. Tickets are between $700 and $9,000 for the best seats in the house. What? Mhm. And so it makes sense that she's able to make it just sounds like a whole lot of money, but if people are paying all that to go, the casino's also making a ton of money and it's not even just about the money they're making at the show right they want people just in the casino yeah. because maybe they'll do other things too yeah on their way to the show they're going to gamble after the show they're going to gamble she's making half a million bucks per night also Adele and any of her guests will be able to dine and drink for free at any Caesars resort wow so where is she? not that they need you know a free buffet when you're making <laughs> half a million bucks a night but I'd never leave the room I've never even been inside a room Mm-mm. that looks like that Mike, can you Google what the $30,000 suite at Caesars would look like? Like, what does it include besides a butler? Like, does it have a bowling alley? Oh, yeah. I'm picturing two stories. Right. Well, I don't even know if they would have it up there. Multi-level. It's got to be multiple bedrooms. It's got to be basically a house. Oh, yeah. A pool table? Like, how many square feet? Eddie, don't be crazy. (laughs) A pool. Maybe even a pool. Yeah, a pool. pool. Okay, so I'm watching a video here. A gym. And these two guys walk into it. And so far, it looks like a normal hotel room. But for $30,000 a night, I mean, they better do anything. Yeah, where's the tiger? Like, that's ex- <laughs> from uh, oh, hangover. Uh, hangover, yeah. There's a fish tank. Okay. I mean, but I just can't imagine somebody spending, let's say you go for three nights and you're going to spend $100,000. When we were in Costa Rica shooting the show, some guy, we were staying at a hotel and there were houses when you drive up to the hotel that you could rent. And I asked the guy, 
that was bringing room service, I said, how much are those houses? And he said, wow, they're like 60 grand a night. And he said, the people here are so rich, some of them come and they stay there for a month. Whoa. And I'm like, they would spend that for under a month. Gosh. And then at one point, out on the water. Where are these people coming from? I don't know. Where the, and where do you get this money? I don't know. Like, who? how does this money even exist? At one point, this cruise liner pulls up, like a cruise boat. And it's massive. It's got like five levels. And we're like, some, the cruise comes into this part, where, you know, the oh. hotel we were staying at. And they were like, no, a family rented that boat. What? And they're is just it, staying on the cruise. Their yacht. Oh, my gosh. What's, what's happening? You, you can't even go to all parts of that in a day. Like, yeah. why do you need that much space? But Adele makes half a million dollars. How long does she have to night. stay in Vegas? How long is the residency? I don't know. Because that's all. I mean, Vegas after like three days, I'm like, I'm ready to go home. Yeah, but I think <laughs> it's different when Adele lives in Vegas than you do in okay. Vegas. <laughs> Four months. Wow. But I would imagine it's not every night. I would imagine she gets to go home. And if home's LA, it's a 45 minute okay. flight. It's like a work week. You go, you work, and then you go home for the weekend or something. Probably. Yeah, or okay. like, what did Garth do that when he, he flew, flew back, back, back and forth? Yeah. And, and then. Steve Wynn said, hey, we'll fly you back and forth. You can drop your kids off at school. We'll fly you, do the show. We'll fly you back home. And then he just gave them the plane when it was over. Crazy. That he's been flying them on. Garth told us that here on the air, right? Yeah. Yeah, she gets to go home. There are large stretches for a week at a time. She's basically okay. just doing weekends. Okay. And extend- wow. For half a million dollars a night. I'll that will be crazy. <laughs> on my Instagram, at Mr. Bobby Bones, I show a picture of my new kid's book, uh, the cover of it. And I tag Stanley also run his account, and somehow he liked the picture. I don't know what's what? happening here. So I, he's at home liking I don't pictures? know what's going on. I swear to you. Yeah. I just, <laughs> that's funny. I just got a heart on it from him. <laughs> and I was like, wait, that's weird. He's at home. It's like Toy Story, <laughs> and the toys come alive. Yeah, yeah. But I leave, and he puts his monocle on, he reads a book. Oh, okay. Bobby's gone oh. for the day. Let's just see what's happening in the New York Times. <laughs> Let's go over and talk to Vicky, who lives in Wisconsin, calling us this morning. Vicky, what's going on? Oh, my goodness. Good morning, Bobby. Good morning, studio. Morning. morning. <laughs> uh, here in Wisconsin, we celebrate cheese like nobody's business, and we, we love cheese, right? Tomorrow is actually National Cheese Lovers Day. And so I was curious uh, what your favorite cheese is and what the studio's favorite cheese is. <laughs> you know, I've often done a Mount Rushmore of cheeses. I think I've done it twice so far on the show. Uh, cheddar's at number one. Cheddar just generally rocks. Regular cheddar, sharp, sharp cheddar. cheddar, mild cheddar. Yeah. What? Mexican. <laughs> there are different trio. levels of cheddar. I'm just going cheddar, guys. Okay. All right. That's like going. I like water. Aquafina. <laughs> no, no, just water. And then you guys can. But I'm gonna go cheddar at number one. Number two, and I not even cheddar, but if we're talking specific, I like it when it's grated. Oh, I like grated to, cheddar. I like to go with my fingers in the bag and go ah, and then put the grated <laughs> cheddar in my. Um, I like cheddar cheese. I like American cheese. Yes. American cheese is pretty good. But then you get into the weird ones like blue cheese. And blue cheese is is pretty good, but I don't know that I would ever eat it on a sandwich. I'd eat it on a salad, but I don't feel like that's that's substantive enough. Do you like brie? No. Okay. And I'll eat it if it's there on some cracker, if somebody buys some sort of fancy charcuterie (laughs) board. Yeah. Otherwise, keep me away from brie. Yeah, all right. Um, What else is on your list, Amy? Oh, goat cheese. Mm, we eat goat cheese on salad sometimes. I love goat cheese. And then right after goat cheese, I would put sharp cheddar. Extra sharp, actually. You're so... Yeah, but why are you going so specific? You can yeah. have all cheddar. No, because extra sharp cheddar is better. But you can have that inside of cheddar. Okay. You can have extra sharp dull. You can have dull cheddar. Sharp cheddar. 
Well, fine. My number one's goat cheese, so we're good. Okay, number one's goat cheese. Number one for me is cheddar. Eddie? No, mine's easy. American, craft American singles. Like the one you just... Per- <laughs> yeah, like that's my favorite. You is that go, even real cheese? You can go as fancy... Singles. <laughs> Eddie's like Velveeta. No, no, no. Craft. It's got to be craft. It's got to be in that plastic wrapper, and that's my favorite. 98% of craft singles is, in fact, real cheese. Yes. Mm-hmm. I guess when I just think of the singles, I just think it's... Not real. <laughs> it's like made of something else. We yeah. ate a lot of government cheese growing up. We'd go stand in line, my grandmother and I would, and wait for them to hand us food. We'd get rice, we'd get cheese. And that was to me, that's still such a good tasting cheese because that's what I think. It was such a treat to get cheese. And we used to get chocolate pudding and once I ate a whole uh, chocolate, like it looked like military meals they would give you. Mm. They, they would be in like this metal tin and you peel it open, you, you know, eat it throughout the month. Uh, but ate the whole thing in one day. And I, I am traumatized by that still. And chocolate pudding. <laughs> chocolate pudding is still tough for me to eat because I think about that being six years old. Uh, Vicky, what's your favorite cheese? Oh, my goodness. So I am a big lover of cheese curds. And Ellsworth cheese curds, the cheese curd capital of the world, is like my go-to. Um, and Emmy Roth brand crew is to die for. Oh, but I don't know. It's that, like, what, what kind of cheese, though? You didn't give us a kind. So... Grand Cru is like like a Gruyere or a, a, a super sharp mm. cheese, and cheese curds is ultimately what makes up cheddar. So that's that. Pre- that ball. I feel like I just listened to a documentary, guys. <laughs> I just heard a podcast on cheese from Vicky. <laughs> Uh, no, Vicky, thank you very much. So what you listen to to go to sleep? Now. I have, yeah, it's, it, the, hey, you should put this on the call map. Get <laughs> Oh, Vicky just loves cheese. I know, but I have no idea what she's talking about. She went over my head real quick with the cheese. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vicky, thank you. I hope you have an awesome National Cheese Lovers Day tomorrow. Yeah, I hope it's cheesetastic. Okay. okay. That was cheesy, Amy. <laughs> All right. Vicky liked it. Vicky, have a great day. You guys have an amazing day. All right. So bye-bye. Uh-huh. Uh, Logan Paul spent $3.5 million on Pokemon cards. So he buys them. They, are, they were in a sealed box. Who's that again? Jake Paul, Logan Paul, probably YouTuber? two of the most famous people. Uh, not, Is that I mean, how he started YouTube? He started, but yeah. he made $40 million boxing this okay, year. Okay, now I remember. <laughs> no, now, it's crazy. I just needed you to refresh my memory. Um, that's how you can tell everybody's getting old. <laughs> yeah, but I remember right that? away. <laughs> yeah, that, that you're like, who's that again? Um, so they turned out to be fake. So it was supposed to contain six sealed booster boxes. And the guy was like, no, this is not it. And they opened it. It was G.I. Joe cards in there. And so it was worth like a couple hundred bucks. But he got his money back. He gave it back and got the $3.5 million oh, back. Oh, okay. Um, but Mike D is going to take his Pokemon cards and give them to Dr. Lori. I think she's going to be on Monday. Oh, yes. Mike, what do you think your most expensive Pokemon card is that you've saved? Probably like $1,000. <gasps> For a card? My top card. Wow. But I have over 250 cards. So did you collect Pokemon cards as a kid? Yeah, started as a kid. They came out in 1998. I started collecting them. And have kept them ever since. And what was the reason for collecting Pokemon cards? I think for me, they were pretty inexpensive, so I didn't get a whole lot of things like growing up, but we could afford like $3 a pack of Pokemon cards. So I would get them on my birthday if I did good in school. And they were always just like special to me. Are they in mint condition? Uh, Some of them are not, but my top ones are in mint condition. I've kept them in a binder ever since. And so what's your most expensive? What's it called again? It is a, well, one of them is like a Mewtwo. Which is one of the original ones. Uh-huh. I have a Pikachu. Oh, I've heard Charmander of that. and Squirtle. Ooh, a Squirtle. And I have some from like when the movie came <laughs> out. 
that they handed out. So this, this feels like the cheese conversation, guys. Where I'm, there's just a point where it goes over me, and, I just, this and I just hear sounds coming out of mouth, and I just try to get through it. Go ahead, sorry, Mike. Except these, these could worth be worth money. money. And I did ask you about yeah. this. Yeah. Well, and to be fair, you, you asked, asked her about, about the cheese. cheese. I know, and that's why I sat there and, t- and took it. Yeah. I was like, well, I deserve this. Okay, so we're gonna have Dr. Lori on on Monday, and she's going to review your Pokemon cards. Yep. Are you nervous that she comes back and says they're worth nothing? Yeah, because I've kept them all these years. It'd be dumb to keep them around for nothing. And then you've offered him money, right, before. Yeah. I've offered him good money. Not even for all of them. Just to buy into them so that we could sell them together. Is the offer still on the table now? I never know what the offer was last time. Yeah, I don't remember either. You know what I offered you? I don't remember. I'll give you a toaster. (laughs) A nice toaster. (laughs) Hey, which, by the way, can I give a little bit of breaking news on that, Scuba Steve? Or Uh, no? Yeah, you can. Yeah, that's fine. No, 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 I won't. Okay. Are we all getting a toast? No. Oh, come on. No, 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 you guys aren't. Oh. Scuba, yes or no? Uh, Let's hold off just for a moment. Hold off for a minute? Yeah. Okay. There's a toaster on my Instagram everybody freaked out about. I made the point yesterday, like, I've showed a picture of my swimming pool before, and no one's like, oh, why are you showing off your swimming pool? Because to me, growing up, somebody having a swimming pool, that was crazy. I couldn't. So once I started to have some success, I got a swimming pool. Nobody said a dang word about it. <laughs> but that but I show a toaster? <laughs> People were flipping their bleep. Uh-huh. I, it's still up on my Instagram, Mr. Bobby Bones. So we've worked out a little something, hopefully, and maybe tomorrow we can share it with you. Yes. But no, the studio's not all getting these toasters. One of us. Well, that would be like us going, all right, we have some money here. We're going to give it away, to, not to the listeners, but to you guys. <laughs> well, no, but we could, obviously, we have something we're giving the listeners, too. Yeah. Just to know, I literally make toast every single day. But you can go and buy that toaster. It's no, you could do it. It's still in my Amazon cart. Yeah, you could go. All you got to do is push the button there. Okay. Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes to us from the UK. A 20-year-old woman was upset she couldn't get her ex-boyfriend back, so she thought, I'll get him in trouble with the law. Went online, created 30 fake Instagram accounts, sending threatening messages from him to her, Mm. so he got arrested, lost his job. Golly. And then they went and checked the data, and it was all coming from her computer. So she's going to jail, right? Yeah, she got arrested mm. now. I mean, he lost his job. Dang. So she should have to fork over some money, too. I don't know that she has any. People that make those kind of decisions usually don't make other good decisions. So I don't know there's probably much to take from her, but that stinks. <laughs> so she's going to jail for 10 months. And then she should have to go work his old job and Ooh. pay him <laughs> oh, while he works. Another- yeah. Good idea. Yeah, that's bad. that's bad news. All right. I'm Lunchbox. That's your Bonehead Story of the Day. <laughs> Eddie, you said your wife is always sick now? Yes, ever since she started to get this, she got this job at a school. She's not a teacher, but she's an assistant at a school. And man, she's gotten sick, what, three times now? She's got a stomach bug now. I don't know. I guess it's part of the job. I don't know a lot of teachers, but ever since she got this job, she's just getting sick now. I would imagine teachers have immune systems that they build up are just yeah. rock solid yeah. after a while because you're around so many kids. And you don't know where those kids have been. They're germy. They're gross. Kids are just gross. They touch everything. They Adults eat everything. Adults are just gross. Well, that's true. Humans are just <laughs> gross. <laughs> yeah. Just just generally. But yeah, I would imagine your first year as a teacher, if you're especially if you're like a kindergarten, first grade teacher, that you're just sick the whole time. Yeah, it takes a minute to build it up. So, Eddie, you just have like a year or so. Oh, get just it all a year out. of Are this. you getting sick? Not really. I mean, thankfully, I mean, I'm starting to mask it around the house. I feel bad, but I just can't miss work like that. So you're wearing a mask, but not because of COVID. No, not because of COVID. You just happen to have masks. Just because everyone's sick now. So, yeah. Other viruses. And Eddie's family, like Eddie wears a mask, but... 
two of his sons are anti-maskers. Yes. And not even because, just because. A, a lot of fights in the house. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. just like, we don't believe in it. Yeah, and Daddy's I'm pro like, I believe in it. <laughs> it's like a mini culture, what it's like a mini world? version. This is like a, real? No. no. He's oh, making this up. Like, okay. Hey, listen. I, like, That's I, I got a friend named Sue, too. Uh, okay, yeah, now yeah, that yeah. part I know is not. But I mean, I don't know. Amy, I was making light mm-hmm. of the current culture uh-huh. of mask versus anti-mask. I know, and I, but I would imagine in some homes it actually is like that. Yes, but, but with kids, Eddie can just tell them to wear a mask. Yes. Yeah. And once they see daddy wear a mask, then they start believing in wearing masks. I don't know. Masks. Wait till your kid looks at you straight in the face and is like, I refuse. <laughs> Does your kid do that? happened <laughs> <laughs> about masks no. or other things <laughs> no just about i don't know eating a pancake <laughs> i don't wow. know whatever like it just that's i'm not saying that is that that's never happened to you not yet oh <laughs> okay. kids refusing you know i never refuse my parents no or my mom i mean if she told me something uh-huh. which wasn't it's not like that happened a lot but she i, I just and i never would curse around her mm. I mean, I was like straight as an arrow. Yeah, me too. But I was I was a straight as an arrow kid. I never got in trouble. The one time that my mom got mad at me, she found weed in the car. Except it wasn't weed. It was lawn shavings because I was mowing yards at the time. She was like, I know I found weed in the car. And I was like, what? No, I've never smoked weed. She was like, I know weed when I see it. Uh, no, you don't. Actually, that was grass. Yeah. <laughs> that's Miss Smith's yard. I was like 17. I think my mom just really was expecting me at some point to do something that 17-year-olds did. Yeah. I think more than anything, I think she was just like, at some point, you got to be a teenager. And at 41, you still don't do what Yeah, I'm still waiting did. to get there. I'm still <laughs> waiting to be a teenager to this day. Um, all right, well, Eddie, I hope she's better. Thank you. Yes, I hope one year you guys save this and then we're done. Well, I don't know. We were just guessing. Did, okay. she, did she go to Vegas? She did. Was she feeling okay? She got better when she was in Vegas, and now she feels sick again. Interesting. So maybe it was just like, you know, away from the kids. Maybe it's our kids getting maybe it's sick. The, no, maybe it's just the kids. Yeah. Yeah, maybe it's the kids. Also, you can go over and pre-order my kid's book. It is up at bobbybones.com, and every single person that pre-orders it, I will sign. I'll do the little signature on the inside of the book and send it to you. Um, and I think we can make – I'm 99% positive we can make that happen. Most people don't promise that, but I feel like if you're going to pre-order something – why would you pre-order it unless there was something good you were getting from it? Right. Otherwise, just wait and order it on the normal day, you know? Mm-hmm. Sometimes, though, with the pre-order, it's fun, too, to just, like, know that you're ordering it, and then the one day it arrives in the mail, and you're like, surprise! Oh, like, true. oh, this is cool. I forgot I, I even ordered this. I guess. But I feel like you're spending money way too early. I'm trying to help you out. No, I know. I'm just being, <laughs> I'm just being honest about this. <laughs> I know. Me, too. But I, I'm being honest yeah, well, I about appreciate the that. surprise. If you pre-order it... Uh, you can pre-order at bobbybones.com, right, Morgan? Yes, Yeah, up I'll, there. I'll make sure and, and sign the, the book sleeve or whatever it is before you get it. And I don't know if that devalues it or not. I'll be honest <laughs> with you. might. I'm talking everybody out of pre-ordering it right now. All right, thank you, guys. We will see you tomorrow. Bye, everybody. Hey. Bobby Bones.